Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and stick it straight up all your candy asses! And you never let The Rock make his pancakes, did you? You wanted The Rock to make chocolate chip cookies, blueberry muffins, but never pancakes. Go get me a cheeseburger. Go get The Rock a cheeseburger. No ketchup. You mind uh, giving a little blow just one time for The Rock? The Rock, ask you something. You ready to go out there and whoop some ass? Ready to go out there and whoop candy ass? Let's get ready to podcast! Hey, say, Pink, say, Rock, but I don't miss the podcast with two dummy best friends, but I'm in a headlock. Here I'm about to be choked, slay a bunch of ways to rock Johnson. I'm Sam Siegel, and I can smell the rock is cooking cream of cigarette butt soup. <laughs> Gross! Uh, and I am Luke Patrick. I'm your driver this episode. Sam, get in the car. We gotta go. Yeah, we're going faster. Yeah, we're going faster. We gotta go way faster. Please get in this car, because we gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm already in. Oh, okay. Well, vroom, vroom, motherfucker. Yeah, let's hit the fucking pedal. <laughs> yeah, as you as you mentioned, we did watch 2010's Faster this week. Yeah, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Maybe... Maybe for this one, we should pick up the pace. And we should just, just talk at fucking breakneck speed for this one. Okay, okay, yeah, let's do it. Sam, how was your watch? My watch was really, really average, and there was really nothing to report. Uh, so instead, I'm going to ask Luke, do you know how to yo-yo? Because I was at my parents' house yesterday, and <laughs> everyone in the fucking house could yo-yo except fucking me. So can you yo-yo? Yes, I can yo-yo. I can't do fancy tricks, but I can yo-yo. Man, my dad can do some fancy fucking tricks with the yo-yo, and I was really fucking impressed about how he could do the yo-yo <laughs> tricks at, at his advanced age. I love you, Dad. You're not that old. <laughs> Luke, how was your watch? My watch was fine. I, I watched it while I drank a bunch of coffee this morning, and then a cat sat on my lap. That was it. That was my whole watch. Sam, do you want a plot? Yes, I want the plot, Luke. Jesus, we're under two minutes right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shortest episode yet. Faster. Faster. Uh, plot as quickly as I can. So the Rock gets out of prison. The Rock was uh, a bank robber who got set up. Uh, they got ambushed, and then a bunch of people in his crew got killed, including his brother. So now he's on a rampage, rampage to, rampage. Kill, to kill all the other people uh, that killed his brother and crew. That's pretty much the movie. Billy Bob Thornton is a cop, and he's trying to hunt him down. And at the end of the movie, it's revealed that Billy Bob Thornton was the mastermind behind the ambush. So he's the one that ends up actually shooting Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the back of the head. But psych, dude's got a big metal plate in the back of his skull. So he's fine. He took that bullet like Boromir. Uh, So he turns around and shoots (laughs) Billy Bob Thornton in the fucking face. 
Uh, and that's the end of the movie. Yep. 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 But, you know when you, when you say it back uh, with the stuff with Dwayne's big metal plate in his head, the movie sounds fucking bonkers. Yeah, it does. Honestly, that's the the only like left curve, uh, the only curveball that gets thrown during the movie is just the fact that apparently that plate in the back of his skull is made out of adamantium mm-hmm. and can yes. stop bullets or Kevlar. He's got a Kevlar plate in the back of his yeah. head. Yeah. Those surgeons, they knew what he was going to get up to, so they put that plate right in the back of his head, and they said, boy, nothing's going to get through this. Luke, what'd you think of the movie? Sam, this movie was fine. It's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little tedious at times, because he does go around from person to person killing the people that ambushed them, so it was a little a little tedious, because he'd roll up to somebody new, and you'd be like, all right, well, let's engage the action sequence. Um, yep. But that was, it was fine. It was a pretty good time. I didn't watch the clock the entire time, which I think is a great sign for this movie. Uh, Sam, what did you think of this movie? I thought the movie was okay. I wasn't terribly impressed by the movie. It was kind of, like you said, a little tedious. Uh, it kind of took some turns where I didn't think it was going to take some turns. Dick joke, dick joke, dick, dick joke, dick joke. And the episode's over. <laughs> I was about to say... I think as as much as I want to continue to go faster, we may want to pump the brakes a little bit because it is, <laughs> folks, we're at four minutes almost to the dot, <laughs> and we've sort of really blown through, even including the yeah. yo-yo talk, we've sort of blown through the first 10 yeah. to 15 minutes of this podcast. Yeah, I may have shot my wad a little too soon. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but we can, you know what, it's it's fine, We can we can pump the brakes a little bit. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm proud uh, of what we've done we, so far. We don't have anti-lock braking, so we do absolutely have to pump the brakes. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna um, slip and slide our way straight out of going breakneck speed into something a little more palatable. You, yeah. Do you actually want to uh, sort of uh, sling back to the yo-yo talk? Ooh, yeah. I would love to sling back onto that. Uh, let's walk the dog yeah. straight back to that yo-yo talk. Mm-hmm. What kind of yeah, tricks can go, your dad let's do? Let's go right around the world. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my dad, uh, he can... I The one that kind of got me is that he can still fling it out and just yo-yo horizontally. Damn. So defying gravity with yeah, that yo-yo. And- and he can actually still pretty much go around the world. That's... Um, which is... Yeah. It's pretty wild because the man has not touched a yo-yo in, I'm gonna guess, decades? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think back in the 80s, this was all your dad did? It was just, like, work oh, on his sick yo-yo tricks? Almost certainly. Yeah. Uh, I gotta tell you, because... We were cleaning out my my room at my parents' house, and I found this yo-yo, and mm-hmm. I got distracted by it because I'm an idiot. Yeah. And uh, and so I tried to yo-yo, and look, I'm so fucking bad at it. I can't <laughs> I can't even get it once. Yeah. How bad are we talking? What, like you can't you can't do the basic yo-yo motion. Uh, so I get it to go down because mm-hmm. that's the easy part. Everyone can get that part is where it goes down, and then. And then it's when it starts coming back up that I really start to lose it because I get so freaked out trying to catch it mm-hmm. that I just I just <laughs> flail. And so what ends up happening is I 
I go down, easy, bring it back up. It starts to get close to my hand, and then I thrust my hand down to try to catch it, but that just smacks it. Yeah. So then so then it goes down faster, so then I yank it up, and then it's then it's all higgledy-piggledy. Okay? Yeah, 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 and yeah. And so it's going all over the place, and I'm batting it like a cat with a string, and and then I get angry. Yeah. Um. So, so I was doing that, and then McKenna, uh, my lovely wife, is like, "Here, let me see that," and then she immediately just starts yo-yoing like a fucking champ. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did tell her to go fuck herself, <laughs> uh, and then, and then my mom took it. Uh, and my mom started yo-yoing, and I was like, God fucking damn it, this is ridiculous, let me try some more. And so I'm trying, and it's, I'm not improving, okay? Uh, in fact, for the 20 minutes before we started recording this episode, I was trying to yo-yo, and I still can't (laughs) fucking do it, my man. So then my dad comes upstairs, because I assume he's just been hearing me, uh, just every once in a while going like, God damn it! fuck yeah which is distressing you don't want to hear your child just sort of bursting with obscenities uh in an upstairs room that's that's pretty upsetting i mean unfortunately i think it's a pretty common occurrence in the in the seagull household when i'm there yeah uh so so he comes up and he's like what are you guys doing we're like oh we're cleaning shit out and then i've got this yo-yo and he goes oh a yo-yo and I was like, yeah, I'm fucking terrible at it. Can you yo-yo? And he was like, uh, I think so. And so he gets it. And he, my dad hustled me. He did hustle you. You got straight up rounders. You got you yeah. got hustled uh, to hell and back on that one, my friend. Yeah, he hustled the shit out of me. And so now here I am at 30 years of age, unable to yo-yo, unable to improve at yo-yoing with practice, and I don't, I don't know what to do with it, quite frankly. Yeah, this is this is new information. I mean, I'm rooting for you, bud. I hope, I hope you get this worked out. Uh, and I may be off base here, but out of all of your many skills, maybe this just isn't one. And I want to bring to light maybe something we haven't talked about on the podcast before, which is you took a bowling class in college. I and, did. I did do bowling in college. And if correct me if I'm wrong, but you showed no improvement through that bowling class, correct? If anything, I got worse. <laughs> so I'm I thinking, gotta tell you, yeah. Early on in that semester, I had some pretty good games. I cracked a hundred a handful of times. Ooh. Uh, I I got I got over two hundred once. Mm-hmm. I think. And then as the semester went on, boy, oh boy, I got bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe, you know, on a list of skills, you've got you've got many. You have so many skills and talents, but maybe bowling and yo-yoing just aren't. They're two things that do not agree with old Sammy. But see, here's the problem, Luke, is these are the two things that I want to be good at. <laughs> it's a weird flex. I mean... It's yo-yoing, my man. It's, uh, yeah, you know. I just. Yeah. I mean, look, sure, I'm married, so I don't need to worry about, like, picking up chicks with my sweet yo-yo skills. But, yeah. like, what if I'm at a party and there's a lull in the room and they're like, man, this party, it's getting a little dull. 
and then I'm like, check this shit out, mm-hmm. and then I fucking yo-yo like a goddamn champ. Yeah, you're like cradling it and shit. I, I, yeah, I'll concede. I see the point that if you were to bust this out at a party, you would become an immediate and forevermore absolute legend. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. that's all I want, man. I just want to become a fucking legend for yo-yo. <laughs> Yeah, man, I was there. I was like five beers in, and it was getting a little, little dicey at this party. And then all of a sudden, Sam walks out and just walked the dog all around the apartment. He started Wait, whipping it all over about, the place. You talking about Sam the Yo-Yo King? <laughs> yeah, that man. That man swings that thing around like it's the biggest dick on the planet, man. It's like it's an extension of his body. <laughs> It's It's incredible. Moves like water, that guy with the yo-yo. It's incredible. How does he do it? Yeah. It's like magic. Well, I'm I'm glad we could provide this fantasy for you, and I I hope maybe with continued practice you'll be able to just do at least the basic, hey, how fucking great would it be if you walked out with a yo-yo at a party and everyone was like, (laughs) oh, my God, this is going to be dope. And then you did exactly what you can do now, which is sort of <laughs> smack it <laughs> and, and, flail. and flail and get angry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. it's like Elaine dancing. This is truly excellent. <laughs> I mean, if I had the confidence to sell it as some sort of like Andy Kaufman esque <laughs> sort of bit, maybe. God, it really would be hilarious if you just had the confidence to lean into your your deficiencies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know what I'm doing at the next party I'm at. In, yeah. In several months to years from now. Yeah, in 2025, maybe. Uh, which yeah. gives you a lot of time to practice your routine, so. Yeah, yeah, so... I mean, I guess we gotta talk about the movie. Yeah, you know what? I'm trying to bring some positivity into this because sometimes on this podcast we can be like, "Mac, mac, mac, movie, movie," and uh, you know what? <laughs> uh-huh. This one's this one's got some juicy nuggets, I think, for us. So I'm excited it, to it talk does. about the movie. So what I will say is that I enjoyed the earlier, I guess, half of this movie yeah. far more than I enjoyed the back half. Mm, now talk to me a little bit about that. So the f- kind of first half of this movie, to me, had like some John Wick vibes almost. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. I mean, within the first, I'd say five minutes of the movie, we see The Rock get out of jail, get a dope-ass car, and then go <laughs> shoot a guy in an office. Yeah, and then... The part for me that was like, oh, this might be sort of like an early John Wick, like pilot, essentially, is he goes into that shop to get the information on his other targets. Mm -hmm. And the guy like six is guard on Dwayne and the guard comes over and is like getting up in Dwayne's face. And he's like, I'm going to fuck you up. You better back the fuck off. And then he sees Dwayne's tattoo. Yeah. And he's like. Oh, no, I'm not fucking with this dude. This guy's a ghost. He literally calls him a ghost. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not fucking with this guy. And so it's like that sort of John Wick, like there is a wider world where people recognize this man. Yeah. And know that Dwayne is like hot shit. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and people do not fuck with him because they know that they will not make it. And so I was like, well, fuck yeah, this is good. Yeah. And then, and then the back half was like sort of this morality, Mm. like semi-religious, like redemption arc kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where we lost me. We really dig into the, the, the meat and sinew of, Hey, maybe murder isn't good. Uh, yeah. Which is what I wrote Perhaps. in my notes. Turns out murder's bad, question mark. Yeah. Sort of sort of an odd lesson for me to learn this morning. Mm-hmm. Because um, <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, I'd gone 30 years thinking murder, A-OK. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, didn't expect sort of this one to change change how I felt about a, about a certain action. To kind of change, flip my moral compass all around. Uh-huh. Uh, but so, yeah. So folks, we're here to tell you we've we've seen the light. Um don't murder. Yeah, don't I mean I'm pretty sure it's on a stone tablet somewhere. Uh nah, if only anybody remembered. That. Uh but yeah. but murder seems bad from watching faster. I think we can all agree that murder and revenge are Hey, they never explain the tattoo. So what do you think the tattoo implies about Dwayne the Rock Johnson's character? There was, I thought there was like an offhand comment about it. Hmm. It was, it had something to do with his time in prison and like the people he fucked up in prison or something, but hmm. that didn't really make any sense. I, I'm i going to lean into the John Wick thing and I'm going to say it's a tattoo showing that he's a member of the same like cool ass club that John Wick is. Yeah. Do you think he's got like a flashy coat and pants? That he he wears into that hotel sometimes, just to I hang out with so. the crew. Yeah, I think uh, honestly, I would love to see him in John Wick Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reprising his character of Driver. Driver. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, his character's named Driver. Billy Bob Thornton's is named uh, Cop. So. Yep. And then there's a guy named Killer. Yeah. Oh and yeah, I forgot about Killer. Yeah. I gotta tell you, man. I, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I do love that because so many, so many movies are like, my name is Buckley Sawtooth, and I'm gonna take you down, Jerome Fartwaft. Mm-hmm. And it's like I can't keep up with these names. Yeah, I mean the only but, exception. I, I mean I see what you're saying. It streamlines the process a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. But the only exception, and I'm still on board with this, I think every movie should have this guy. Who is the dude in Get Smart? What was his alias in Get Smart? Oh, uh, Nutnik Spilkis. Nutnik Spilkis. If we can just have more people named Nutnik Spilkis, I would yeah. feel complete inside. Yeah, that's fine. Throw me some Yiddish names. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Otherwise, just just tell me who they are with their name. Driver, yeah. cop, killer. Yeah, grocery bagger, uh, salesman. Yeah, Mrs. Killer. Mrs. Killer. Who? Hey, I forgot to mention Killer in the plot. Killer is an assassin who's been hired to take out Dwayne because, uh, well, hired by Billy Bob, uh, because Billy Bob starts to suspect that Dwayne's going to come kill everybody, and he wants to sort of tie that up. Uh, mm-hmm. So he hires Killer, who is just the most gorgeous British guy you've ever seen. Yeah, good-looking feller. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and so he's on a warpath to uh, to kill kill old Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He does have a girlfriend and then eventually wife because he marries her in this movie, who's very very down with the fact that he kills people for a living. Until she suddenly is not. Yeah, which really quick I did want to mention this. This movie is not kind to women. Uh, no. Yeah. Women in this movie are either addicted to something, they are sexual abuse victims, they're uh, mistreated by their partner, as in Mrs. Killer. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess there is the exception of the lady detective. Uh, yeah, who, uh, I hope you recognized Carla Gugino back from uh, Race race to Witch Mountain? Witch Mountain? Yeah, man. I, the name sounded familiar. I couldn't place the face, but now that you say it, I'm an idiot. And, yeah, she's getting to reprise a role with The Rock, huh? Yeah. Very different role this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, what were we talking about? Mrs. Killer. Yeah, all of a sudden, she's very much not down with the killing people. Yeah. So, I, I actually want to talk about Killer and Mrs. Killer for a little bit, because just a truly bizarre character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just... Just fucking buck wild over here. So first of all, we the first shot we get of Mrs. Killer is the most male gazy shot I think I've seen in a movie <laughs> thus far. Yeah, just sort of her in bed, barely draped by a sheet. Uh, yeah, and, full and body and scan. Yeah, it makes you do elevator eyes on her. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's just like I don't, I don't want a mm-hmm. movie. But here, so Killer is, as we've said, a gorgeous British man who was a software developer. Yes. Who sold his startup for 44 million British pounds, mm-hmm. which seems low to me for a startup. Yeah. And then w- got bored. And so he did Mount Everest and murders people for a buck a pop yeah which explains in the beginning he's doing yoga because why not so we get a bunch of shots of him doing yoga yeah and And then he says he won yoga he beat yoga yeah um yeah and in in these yoga shots we see a wall full of one dollar bills that have been encased and framed uh which is sort of like huh and then you find out in the literally the last three minutes of the movie what that's about so yeah you know, I'm glad you mentioned the wall of dollar bills because I literally forgot about that <laughs> by the time I got to the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, he don't need money. He sold his startup for a, you know, kind of small amount of money for a startup. I mean, I would yeah. take, I'd take 44 million pounds in a second, Sam. I won't well, lie. Yeah, I mean, who, who wouldn't? Yeah. But I'm just saying... For him to be on the cover of a magazine for what, again, seems like not a princely sum of money for a startup. Yeah. It's just strange. He's just, I, again, his, he's introduced as beating yoga, mm-hmm. which is something. <laughs> and then, and then he, he's on the phone with his therapist because he's in therapy hey which which is i love this even a contract killer needs therapy folks yeah i did like that and then i did love just the idea of having so much money that you tell your therapist when your time is up (laughs) because he does hang up on her and i i cringed a little bit that was i mean yeah 
All right, our time is coming to a close today. Wait, no, that's that's what I say to you. Yeah, it's like, God damn, dude, you got you probably have to pay a copay for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna ding your insurance on that. I mean, what are you doing, man? I don't know. I. The other thing is that she did ask him if he's on his meds, and I didn't love that. I'll tell you right now, I didn't love it because over and over in movies and fucking TV shows, my wife's been re-watching uh, Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. and God, that show is maybe the worst offender of uh, showing severely mentally ill people, uh, at, or I guess people with severe mental illnesses... Uh, my apologies. Yeah. Um, as being dangerous and violent criminals, mm-hmm. which they aren't. Yeah. Uh, people people with severe mental illnesses are far more likely to be victims of violent crimes rather than perpetrators. Yeah. I mean, and it's and it's yeah. infuriating that Killer is shown to be. I I don't kind of manic is the vibe I was getting. Yeah, and the fact that he, like, says he's beat things, like, I can I can relate to the energy he's bringing, and for the record, I'm on several antipsychotics, and I've never murdered anybody. Uh, although, that we know of. That we know of, although I did just learn today that murder is bad. So <laughs> Well, you know, Luke, you're not alone in that. I'm supremely depressed, and I just learned that murder is bad. <laughs> so we're doing great. Yeah, I think Killer's definitely got some manic depressive uh, tendencies. Well, we don't see the mm-hmm. depressive side of it. I would love no, to see him. No, we just see the mania. <laughs> just him in bed with a gun. Not for any, <laughs> like, really, really horrible reasons. Just, like, it's all he knows. Just, like, cleaning the gun over and over and crying. Yeah, you're my only friend, Glock. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. No one gets me like you do, Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh it's a good point and yeah, him being off his meds does not really affect his ability to murder anybody. Um No. Yeah. And then and then yeah, so so Mrs. Killer pretty fine with him doing the murders while they're dating. And then they get married, mm-hmm. which again, she, like he calls her and is like, "Hey, let's get married." And she goes, "Okay." Yeah. And they get married on the spot essentially. And then right after, she's like, I want you to quit. And it's, again, not a very good portrayal of women. But it's also very confusing to me, the viewer, as to what switch got flipped for her. Yeah. That now that she is legally bound to this man, she now suddenly cares if he dies. Yeah. I mean, there's the whole thing about... So family plays a lot into this movie. And it's... it's mm-hmm. check, your, check your pulse, folks. It is not a Fast and Furious movie. The familia no. uh, is important, but it is, it is, I know it's confusing. Um, anyway, family plays a big part in this because, like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson passes over one of the guys because he's now a pastor and has an adopted family. And, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so I think it's the fact that Killer's like, let's start a family. And now she's like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is a level of commitment. You can't die. But none of that is portrayed in this movie. All of a sudden, they're just having a steaming row over the fact that he's, like, cleaning ten different guns and is going to go try to kill Dwayne. And she's like, no. And this also comes, like, minutes after they get married and then go shoot guns to celebrate. Yeah. And she's she's a crack shot, too, we come to find out. Yeah. I thought thought they were going to be, like, a couple's team. 
I thought so too, which would have been like some real Mr. and Mrs. Smith shit. Uh, Thank you, man, because that's just what I was thinking. I was like, they mm-hmm. could have been like bad Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, would have been, and it would have been more empowering as far as female roles in this as well, like to have her yeah. actively involved. And can you imagine a a three-way shootout between those two and Dwayne The Rock Johnson in this movie? Mm. Oh, I could, look, trust me, Luke, I've thought about a three-way between <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson and those two uh, many times. Yeah, as of this morning, it's all you can think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thought about it a lot in the shower, <laughs> if you catch my meaning. I'm I'm so sorry, Mom and Dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about Killer? Because I got some I got some thoughts about this movie. Uh he's not very good at his job, I gotta tell you. Mm. We don't see him do any other jobs, but for this job specifically, yeah, he's not terribly great at it, is he? The number of times that he sees Dwayne Johnson completely unaware of Killer's presence, and sometimes with his back to Killer, Mm -hmm. and Killer manages to whiff the shot or just not take it at all, is genuinely impressive. I mean... He sees Dwayne coming out of the hospital after he murders that guy uh, who's getting surgery. And earlier, Mrs. Killer, I think, like, passes up a sniper rifle. Yes, she's explicitly uh, hands him a sniper rifle. Yeah, hands him a sniper rifle. So we know he's got the equipment. Why didn't he fucking plug him from that rooftop instead of just watching him? Yeah. I mean, he needs to monologue in the last 10 minutes of this movie, like every villain ever, except for Billy Bob, because I appreciate the shit out of the fact that in this movie, finally, somebody just walks up and plugs the person that they want to kill, because that's what Billy Bob does. He just walks up and goes, blam. Though, again, so very stupid, because he, Carla Gugino told him earlier in the movie, yeah, he got shot in the back of the head and they put a metal plate there. Mm Mm-hmm. And Billy Bob is like, I could probably get through that with this uh, small caliber pistol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, it was a risk. It's a risk he took. Uh, yeah. And the, I got to tell you the other thing. Billy Bob, again, is the one who shot him in the head in the first place, leading to the metal plate. Mm. You'd think maybe he would be like, maybe shooting in the head is not where I shine. Yeah, you gotta feel like a real asshole if you shoot him in the head the second time and it doesn't take. Yeah. I mean, this man has plugged Dwayne in the head twice and failed to kill him both times. Yeah, that's really gonna shake your self-confidence. You're gonna Mm -hmm. have some some self-confidence issues after that. Yep. Uh, Sam, I have a really important question for you. Yes. When do you take a shit when you're mid-rampage? Because this man, he's on a vengeance field quest for the entire movie. And I'm telling you, it's been like, they count the days. It's like four or five days. It, it's five. five. He never changes his clothes mm-hmm. in five days. Because I found a fact that uh, even though he doesn't change his clothes, the costume person did have three. 30 different like sets of clothes or something for him (laughs) that's excellent i would love to see a behind the scenes shot of just all identical like i can't remember what he's wearing in this movie but just the same t-shirt and pants Mm -hmm. and shoes 
30 times. It looked like a hoarder. Yes. Like like Doug Funny's closet. <laughs> okay. Here's here's the answer to your question though. Yeah. Do you remember that I believe she was an astronaut who jumped in her car and mm. drove nonstop to go murder someone? Yeah, and she went with the depends method, didn't she? I think if you ripped down Dwayne's pants during this movie, he'd have just a big pair of depends. Hmm, this is challenging. It does sort of take away from the badass rampage aspect of this to know that he's just... He's cradling some shit between those legs. I think it's more impressive. Because Mm. that means that this dude can fight and run and gun all with a big log in his trousers. (laughs) I'm just saying it's not terribly dignified that in his off moments... Oh, no. Like, he fights that guy in the bathroom, and then he has to go into a stall and, like, sort of clean <laughs> himself up and then chuck the Depends, put on a new pair, Slap and Slap on another off. pair, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's not great, but he did kill that guy in a bathroom, so he had a minute. <laughs> he was already there, and the door was locked. No one's going to come in, so he's, yeah. he probably was like, man, I gotta, I gotta get rid of this load that I dropped in here, like four hours ago (laughs) (laughs) that I've been incubating this entire time. Oh man, that's gross. Uh, I think his name was Joe. Yeah. Joe, the bathroom attendant. Do you think after the stabbing that Joe was standing outside the door and just heard like, Oh, Oh, that one's rough. (laughs) That one's, Oh God. Oh God on my thighs. Damn it. (laughs) Mint, sir? <laughs> Would you like a mint? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think Dwayne came out of the, the bathroom and turned to Joe and said, don't touch the trash? Yeah, maybe get a professional in here to handle that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think you solved it for me, because I was just, you know, I mean, it's not something that they ever address in movies like this, but nature calls, and you got to answer when it does. I mean, I do have an alternative uh, suggestion that, that's maybe a little more dignified. Okay. Everywhere he stops, he shits. So, like, mm. uh, he kills the first guy at that office, and I think he took a just a hot dump at that office. <laughs> um, and then he goes and kills that pederast. Yeah. And I, th- I think he took a shit in that guy's sink. Yeah. Uh, Left him an then, upper decker. Yeah. Uh, even though he's dead, so uh, jokes jokes on the realtor, I guess. <laughs> um, and then he goes and uh, sees his ex girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, and I I think while he was there, like right before he left, I think he was like, "Hey, um, where's your bathroom?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just and then like walks out, you know, thirty minutes later, and says, "You." D- you you're gonna want to air this out yeah i like this theory more because i just love the idea of him rampaging from location to location and then taking a like pausing a beat and being like okay where's that bathroom though yeah yeah no i um but before i end you 
uh, where's the bathroom? Because man, I've I've had this one just cooking. Yeah, just I've, cooking in here. <laughs> I've been eating nothing but road food for five days. I've had more Big Macs than you can even imagine. And, oh my uh, god! And yeah, the the shitty gas station coffee that I've been pounding, <laughs> it is it is running through me something fierce. I've eaten nothing so, but sheets food for the last five days. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I ask you, uh, future victim, wear that turlet. <laughs> wear that bathroom, yo. Yeah, okay. I think this is more plausible and very, very funny as well. So, yes. Yeah. So then the question really is, which is the worst crime? What he did to the people or what he did to those toilets? I think, I mean, especially because the detectives have to show up at the scene of the crime. <laughs> oh, God, what's that smell? Has the body been here for a, lot, a while? Nah, man. No, Billy Bob. <laughs> what you're smelling is pure retribution. Yeah, that's that's just an angry, sick man. Mm-hmm. Oh man, um, I have one more question for you. Sure. Do you th- so he has a list of people he's gonna go beef. Um, he's gonna go whack. Uh huh. There's like five names on this list, five or six, with their addresses. Do you think he optimized his route like a UPS driver? Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think so cuz it took him 5 days. Yeah. I just cuz he's slingshotting all over Nevada. So Yeah. He kills one guy in like Henderson and then do you think he'd like went somewhere else and then realized, "Ah shit, there was another Henderson address on here." God damn it. Mm-hmm. Now I have to go back. Now I got to slap on a new pair of Depends and head back to Henderson. <laughs> God, I can't hold this shit for that that guy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, I it's very strange. I also I I fully did not understand if he was going to his ex-girlfriend's house to kill her. He did bring the so he he shows up for the plot on this one. He shows up at his ex-girlfriend's house to like cuz he thinks he has a kid with her and so mm-hmm. she's got a new family. He sees a kid and he's like I'll go I'll go explore this situation. But he does bring the gun along with him. Yeah, and you can tell he's a real feminist because he was very unsure about killing her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he really sort of was was stuck on that issue. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, he did seem to go into that situation without much of a plan, whereas with all the others, he knew what he was doing, but then he goes to her house and it's like, ah, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, even down to the fact that she finds him standing in her living room and she's kind of like, what's up, man? You can't be here. And he's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like the man has no plan. He's just sort of flailing. Yeah, sort of a weird one. Um, I kind of wonder if on this one. He just really needed to take a shit and was like, oh, my ex lives nearby. Yeah, I'll wait until her family leaves and then I'm going to go do what I gots to do. And then I will release this evil within me. <laughs> I'll release the Kraken. Yeah. Now, here's here's what I will say is uh, this, I think, very much is a statement film from, mm. from Dwayne. 
Because he's, he's saying, like, I have turned a page. No more kids' movies for Dwayne. And uh, less, in case you're doubting him, uh, she mentions an abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, and again, that's, women do not have a good in this movie. Like, no, no, something no, 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 has no, no, no. happened to you if you're a woman in this movie. Yeah. But, again, this is this is Dwayne being like, no more kid shit. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gunning people down and talking abortions. Yeah. Hey, wasn't the last movie we, we watched The Tooth Fairy? Yes. Huh. Well, they had to. Yeah. Given the scheduling on this, they would have had to have been filming like one right after the, each other, uh, which has got to be some. Do you think he showed up on set and was like, OK, I'm the Tooth Fairy? And they were like, no, no, Dwayne. And he's like, ah, <laughs> God damn it. You're right. You're right. See, I yes, I think that happened, but I also like thinking about the alternative even more, mm-hmm. which is she shows up on the Tooth Fairy set and pulls a fucking revolver on <laughs> Billy Crystal. <laughs> and it's like, you killed my go, brother. Fucker. Yeah. And then Billy Crystal's like, Dwayne, wrong movie, wrong movie, please God. <laughs> and he's like, oh, right. Sorry. I'm sorry, I, everyone. You know, I'm all sort of out of whack on this one. Yeah. I've been filming a movie that includes stuff about abortion. Uh, yeah. You, yeah, for sure. It would be, it'd be confusing for anybody. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay, hit me. Okay, so um, Billy Bob tells Carla Gugino that he has a hunch. Mm-hmm. And she calls him Quasimodo for this. Yeah. And here's the thing. I realize that he is called the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you know I love it when you give me that French. I, I, you know I do it just for you, honey. Um, <laughs> uh, mon frere. Uh, now, does Quasimodo have a hump or a hunch? I mean, he is called the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Notre Dame. But see, I always think of him as having a hump. Hmm, he could have a hump. Hey, real quick, why isn't Notre Dame's mascot Quasimodo? Quasimodo. <laughs> you know, I think it's maybe not the scariest, most intimidating mascot, but he was, What? I'll be honest, not seeing the movie. Wasn't he portrayed as like a monster or something in the movie? Yeah. Didn't people think he was a monster? Yeah, it was all about ableism for sure. Uh, mm. So that was kind You'll of the core. Yeah, kind of the core message of that one was just the French are ableist. Um, yep. Yep. So, I mean, they couldn't call him the humpback of Notre Dame. No. Because that would be a whale. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be just a totally different movie if they if yeah. Disney had gone that direction. Man, the cathedral's really stinking today. What's going on? <laughs> oh, it's the it's the dead whale upstairs. It's huge. We can't get it out. Yeah, thing weighs like a hundred tons. I don't know what to do, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's gonna leak. I think by default he has to be the hunchback because, as you've pointed out, humpback is just a totally different species. And that won't yes. that won't do at all. And so I think we can we can take the name out of the picture, and so now we can just decide: uh, yeah. is it a hump or a hunch? 
Hmm. I'm going to go with hump on this one. I think it's a hump. Yeah. I think they were just constrained by our terrible English language. Yeah. In that you can't call them a humpback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, because that would be just a big whale in a ca- very nice cathedral. Yeah. Though I do want to see that movie. Oh, who wouldn't? Uh, I would pay any amount of money to see that. Um, yeah, I was going to say something else about that, but then the idea of just a big, big whale up in a mm-hmm. super nice cathedral and everybody just sort of being like, whale, get out of here. And the whale like, is really it's appealing compelling, to me. It's isn't it? It's pretty good. It's a nice little Monty Python-esque sort of surrealist yeah. moment. Or, I got to tell you, it could be it could be another animated feature and it could be well after you know humanity destroys the planet with global warming mm. and uh paris is underwater oh and, yeah oh an actual humpback whale set up shop and all the dolphins are pissed off about it <laughs> hey ariel would, is going to ariel's going to have a fucking field day once all the coastal cities are sort of underwater oh my god yeah she's going to love it yeah, she's gonna pick up a lot of gadgets and gadgets for sure. And and gizmos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, Sam, do you have any other thoughts about this movie? Um. The only thing I think that was genuinely strange to me is that Billy Bob's wife has gone to rehab for drug addiction. Billy yeah. Bob does do drugs and has a great moment where he tries to like bluff his drug dealer and his drug dealer just calls it and is like, okay, well I'll just go somewhere else. And he, and then he has to very pathetically be like, no, 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 please, please, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gives his, his wife finds out that he's doing drugs Yeah, and she says, give me your drugs. And I gotta tell you, just maybe not the best idea yeah to hand over your drugs to someone in recovery no not a bit uh that would be like somebody handing me like a jack an open jack daniels bottle and being like yeah. hey can you just hold on to this for an unspecified length of time mm-hmm yeah, yeah. real problem mm-hmm here's the other thing about this so she ends up taking some of the drugs uh understandably because again like you're saying she just got temptation thrown right in her face um but then later billy bob uh kind of gets judgmental about it but then also takes the drugs and to dispose of them just puts them in the garbage which like yeah you don't do that either (laughs) yeah (laughs) not the most uh... secure or permanent way to sort of remove temptation from the equation no nor nor safe for sanitation workers mm-hmm. yeah and then they're gonna have to deal with that i mean they they're gonna find like a, a little baggie of heroin and maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's their whole day now is like reporting it filing the paperwork yeah 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 well um yeah d- uh i earned one dollar for doing a murder. Oh, well, this was before we knew murder was bad. So I think that's Yeah, I, I did this like yesterday. Yeah. So, um, do you want to see how much rock stock we can buy with that? Yeah, I hope it's a lot. It might be. Yeah. 
All right. Let's go. Let's go. So, Luke, uh, Billy Bob Thornton in this movie is uh, f- found like a, a magazine that mm-hmm. had an article. And it was five steps to rekindle the passion. Yeah. Uh, and he even rips it out of the magazine and keeps it with him. Yeah. And it's shown multiple times in the movie. And yet we never see what the steps are. Mm-hmm. I need to know what those steps are. Uh, <laughs> not not for my wife and me, but Luke, I I think it's for both of us. I think we need mm. to rekindle our our deeply sexual passion. Yeah. Uh, well, I did want to mention really quick that he does at one point call his estranged wife and says mm-hmm. the phrase, well, I've been doing some reading about women, and I think yes! they've got you figured out. And it's like, dude, you, you pulled a page out of a magazine... <laughs> You read one Cosmo article. Does you don't understand women? No, and it's like I've been doing some research. Not really, bud. Uh, yeah, this you know it's kind of the same thing about people who are like, yeah, I've been doing research on COVID vaccines. Like, mm-hmm. no, you fucking haven't. Yeah, I read a Facebook post, and now you know I know mm-hmm. as much as an epidemiologist. So exactly. Yeah, but I think so, I think I'm with you. It's critical that we figure out what these five steps are. So Sam, I've got yeah. I've got one right off the bat if you kind of want that. Okay. Yes. I think number 1 on the list is big game hunting. Big game hunting. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're I how <laughs> <laughs> I think you are absolutely right because you have to be a driven, passionate individual to take down an animal many times your size. Yeah, I mean, you head out to the Sahara and you take out a fucking giraffe or whatever together <laughs> as a couple. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to get your blood pounding and your your genitals throbbing. Like, oh, yeah. Taking out an animal that's three or four times your size and possibly has an extremely long neck. Oh, yeah. Or, um, I mean, nothing gets my motor running better than going out onto the sea and watching my partner plug a whale. (laughs) (laughs) Bring that on board and let's pull out the blubber, baby. And then I'm going (laughs) to fuck you stupid. Uh, Get me that ambergris and then we'll be going. Mm -hmm. Take you straight to Pound Town going hammering tongs. (laughs) <laughs> okay so <laughs> big game hunting <laughs> so that's step one what do you got for maybe a step two sam okay so i so passion i think typically we think of it as just that like hot and heavy fast and loose sweaty fucking right yeah i think i think that's probably what cosmo is going for yeah but I think sometimes we need to recognize that passion doesn't necessarily need to be fast, that we can do a slower, maybe more contemplative passion. Mm. And so that's why I think step two is the Talmud. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Something you can build a foundation with. Yes. Really put down some bedrock. 
<laughs> yeah. Honey, I just murdered this giraffe. Now let's see what Rabbi Eliezer has to say about Shabbos candles. <laughs> Oh, that is truly excellent. I mean, I don't think it's going to get you that hot and heavy passion, but like you said, I think it's a slower, more contemplative, more stable yeah. kind of uh, of direction. And a more intellectual sort of uh, mm-hmm. bond, I think. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you get the physical aspect from murdering a very large animal. Mm-hmm. Uh and then you need that mental stimulation of reading about what centuries of rabbis think about turning on an oven. <laughs> oh, just imagine the, the intellectual stimulation that's going to bring you uh, as every aspect I, of the Shabbos is detailed before you. <laughs> I'm getting worked up just thinking about it. So, Luke, please give me number three. Oh, well, in a complete opposite direction <laughs> from the Talmud, um, is doing Molly in a public park and just seeing what happens. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because i'm saying you know sometimes you gotta get weird with it and i don't know anything weirder than just taking ecstasy in a public park (laughs) and then seeing where it takes you in an afternoon yeah i that's that's so good (laughs) because look you've ended a large animal's life yeah hot as hell then You've read the Talmud together. <laughs> so you're you're really just like you're fucking in it. And then you pop some Molly in mm-hmm. a public park and you can't keep your hands off each other. <laughs> you're, you're sweating. I hope yelling about Shabbos and and <laughs> Yeah. And what's kosher or not. And then uh I think Step four, see how big a slice of pizza you can fit in your mouth. Mm. Hey, nothing says erotic like taking the <laughs> biggest slice of pepperoni you've ever seen. Uh, although you've just, just read the Talmud a lot, so I think it maybe it's just a cheese pizza. Yeah, it's just cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and just cramming it in your gob. Yeah, shoving it in there. Can you imagine your partner, just people at home right now, Imagine your partner, and then imagine them with the biggest slice of pizza ever, just all up in their gob, and there's tears flowing down their cheeks. The grease is going everywhere. Fuck. Well, Luke, hold on. I think we should give our listeners just a second so that they can climax. Okay, yeah. Let's give them, I don't know, three or four seconds. Yeah, that was so, for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Luke, let's let's run this out. What's step five? Step five is getting very very small, putting yourself <laughs> in an ink well, and then putting little tiny inky footprints all over your partner, and then possibly having them eat you. <laughs> okay, so 
Okay. So let's just review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's review for the class. All right. <clears throat> so, this is five steps to rekindle your passion. <laughs> as as written. I mean, this is just what Cosmo had to say. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Yeah, this is just... Uh, guys, it's not us. This is just Cosmo. Um, <laughs> big game hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Read the Talmud. Pop, out, pop Molly in a public park and see what happens. Fit the largest slice of pizza you can in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Get small. Get gulped. <laughs> And that's it. I think that'll completely rekindle whatever's there, you know, no matter where you are in your relationship. I think you follow these five yeah. steps. And uh, if you don't get arrested, you will for sure be closer by the end of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. Nothing is more passionate than some good, good foreplay. <laughs> like yeah. you watched your partner do to that pizza what they're gonna do to you yeah they're just gonna gobble you up mm, mm, yum 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 yeah. yum yum so does that mean this episode is get small get gulped to electric boogaloo <laughs> i think it is uh it might be shoot a giraffe get gulped um. <laughs> <laughs> uh well you know i think that's a great place to leave this yeah i think so so, Luke, it's time to look forward to next week, mm-hmm. uh, where we will be viewing. Let me find it. Just make sure I got the right year. It's 2011's Fast Five. Oh, God, yes. Here yeah. we are. Mm-hmm. So, Luke, tell me, have you seen Fast Five? I have not seen Fast Five, nor, Sam, have I seen any Fast and Furious movie. Neither have I. So, Luke, tell me, what do you think Fast Five is about? So, I I know it's about cars. I assume, okay. uh, given that Fast and Furious is about people driving cars and something about the familia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a it's it's like what was that uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt movie about the bicycle messengers? Oh, um, you know, it's not Looper. <laughs> nope it's no something no breaks but i don't remember anyway yeah yeah shit it's gonna kill me uh guaranteed no it's not guaranteed delivery that's a <laughs> shitty title yeah maybe uh, maybe you can look it up while uh while i spin this one yeah because uh, that is going to kill me. But I think it's a similar vibe, except instead it's food delivery application drivers. So they're driving as fast as they can to get you your grub hubs. Premium rush. Premium rush. <laughs> we were nowhere near it, were we? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, I think it's like that. So it's just a bunch of grub hub drivers, and they're a big family, mm. and they're going as fast okay. as they can. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you think this movie's about? So I actually don't think it's about cars. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's an animated movie, um, of a family of five road runners. Ooh. And, and they are the Fast Five, the the titular yeah. Fast Five. 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's just them doing a lot of speedy antics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it gets really close to doing uh, some wily e. coyote shit, but due to legal sort of uh, restrictions, they can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think they skirt the line, but yeah. they they uh, there's no coyote to speak of. It's a it's a wolf in this one. Um, <laughs> I was so gonna say Peter B the dingo or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Peter B the dingo <laughs> against the Fast Five. So I think it's just a fun sort of kids movie about five very silly uh roadrunners uh and their uh shenanigans but really mostly luke mm-hmm. it it's about family yeah it's really all about family uh well i think one of us is going to be correct possibly both of us i i want to see the grubhub thing so bad <laughs> just <laughs> Just Dwayne Johnson doing Grubhub deliveries for like three hours sounds actually kind of fucking fun. Yeah, it'd be, I gotta get there right now, man. This order's 30 minutes delayed. I'm gonna get no stars. This General Tso's is gonna be cold. (laughs) Go, go, go. Yeah. I think both are are great ideas. Well, yours, yes. Um, So... Uh, until then, folks, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Hanksy Panksy. Please check us out on Hanks, uh, on Patreon. Uh, we got some really good stuff up there. Uh, and uh, chuck us some money. You can get some access to uh, exclusive episodes. You can... Uh, you can suggest movies that we'll watch in the future. It's a good, good time over there. Uh, currently, we're just being punished. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe send us something good, please. Uh, and uh, share us with a friend. really helps us out. And if you want to send us an email, uh, that's hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. Luke, do you have a final quote for me? Oh, do we need to call out Tuck? Oh my God! Yes, we gotta tuck it. Uh, we gotta tuck it. All out. <laughs> we gotta tuck it. Uh, tuck, just just an absolute legend. Tuck, I hope you're doing great. Uh, and you and that that massive just elephant cock that you got. Uh, just making it through the new year. Yeah. Uh, and actually, can can I put in an earnest note? Mm-hmm. Hey, folks, COVID's uh, getting real bad right now, so uh, just be safe. Please be safe out there. Wear a mask. Uh, If you're not vaccinated, get it. Uh, If you don't have a booster, please get that, too. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, stay safe out there, folks. Luke, final quote, please. Yeah. Can you real quick just ask me if he's fast? Is he fast? Oh, no. He's faster. God damn it. Love it when the movie title's in the movie. Yep. Well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom. We'll be back next week with 2011's Fast Five.